In the name and on the behalf of His Majesty, George P. R. George III, by the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland, King Defender of the Faith, etc., to all to whom these presents shall come greeting, our will and pleasure is, and we do hereby declare and ordain, that from and after the date of this warrant, Lieutenant Colonel Nathaniel Alexander Carrick shall be styled, entitled, and called Nathaniel Alexander Carrick, Viscount Healyfield, in recognition for his bravery and valour in his defence of our kingdom. Such titles and appellations, which to him now do, or at any time hereafter may belong or appertain, in all deeds, records, instruments or documents whatsoever, wherein he may at any time hereafter be named or described, given at our court at Carlton House, the 8th day of March, 1816, in the 56th year of our reign. By the command of His Royal Highness, the Prince Regent, in the name and on the behalf of His Majesty. Sidmouth 1. April 1816, London Nathaniel Carrick, the first Viscount Healyfield, sat behind his rented desk, staring at a pile of bills, and cursing the day he was granted entrance into the peerage. He had neither asked for nor wished for a royal commendation, and he certainly hadn't lobbied for a leaky abbey in County Durham to go along with his new viscountcy. None of that was either here nor there at this point, however, but Nathaniel had no idea how he was to keep Healyfield Abbey afloat. He certainly couldn't do so with what was left of his officer's commission. He scratched his brow, wondering what he could possibly sell just to stay solvent. If he had a lucky bone in his body, he might try his fortunes at a hazard table. But Nathaniel had never been terribly lucky in games of chance, and he couldn't imagine squandering away what little he did have on the roll of a pair of dice. Not for the first time over the last sennight, he was plagued with the unfortunate truth that managing a battlefield was immeasurably easier than managing an estate. Life had been much simpler in the army. Things had made some modicum of sense. But this... Nate, you're not going to make me call you Lord Holy whatever you are now, are you? his old friend Captain Griffin Reed asked from the threshold. Nathaniel glanced from his desk to the tall Scot who was leaning quite casually against the door jamb. Healyfield, he grumbled, but from now on you can just refer to me as Oh Great One. Oh, very well, Oh Great One, Griff chuckled. You're looking rather glum this afternoon. Did you just get word old Boney is back in control of the French army? Would that he was. At that unpatriotic thought, Nathaniel snorted. At least if that were true, I wouldn't have to waste my time on this stack of rubbish. He gestured dismissively toward the mound of bills on his desk. Griff pushed away from the door and sauntered further into the study. That old pile of stones again, huh? Healyfield Abbey. He'd never forget the moment he rode up to his new estate. The sun had settled on the old place just right, casting it in a warm glow and instilling more than a bit of pride in Nathaniel's heart. Healyfield Abbey was his, a legacy, 
something of merit to be passed from one generation of his line of Carrick's to the next. But the sun had settled behind the clouds, and the extent of the abbey's dilapidated state hit Nathaniel like a ball in his chest. Easy for you to be dismissive. You won't lose every farthing you ever earned. Griff shrugged. So you marry Throstle's daughter. You promised to do so anyway. Nathaniel glared at his friend. Marrying a girl he'd never met was not high on his list of wants. At the time of the agreement, he'd simply wanted to ease the old colonel's mind before the man passed. He hadn't imagined his commanding officer would have survived his wounds and actually wanted to see his only daughter become the first Viscountess Healyfield. Though, to be fair, Colonel Throssell had only wanted to see his only daughter become Mrs. Carrick at the time. I don't see you rushing off to marry your intended. The Scotsman heaved a sigh.